0: Good Reading Podcast is brought to you by Luxury Read, the monthly book subscription that pairs a new release book with a pampering gift delivered to your door. There are new books every month and nine genres to choose from. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Luxury Read subscription today? Visit Luxury.com.au to find out how. Villaloo's eyes dropped to the table. He fortified with some wine and then raised the pen. Up front, Paulie was fussing with the register, trying to be unobtrusive, making a stealth job of killing time. Beyond him on 4th Avenue, the nighttime traffic was just floating lights running back and forth, puddles picking up the tint, an electric mural with each passing. He had a broadened view of the window next to him, and on the sidewalk, beyond the weak reflection of the tablecloth and its candle flame, he saw a man in black, face hidden by a ski mask, gloved hands bringing up a shotgun. The barrel swung to target Villaloo as Marshall rose from his chair, and as he came upright, he grabbed the table by its edge and flipped it toward the window. The tabletop was vertical as it struck the glass, the pane dropping out as a curtain of white pebbles, and then the shotgun boomed. Quiet after that, splinters and blood exploding through the room in near silence under the ringing in his ears. Marshall crouched and dived and caught Vialu in a tackle chest high, crashed him backward off his chair and onto the floor. The second shot blew out more glass and wood chips. Paulie was on his stomach beneath another table, hands crushed to his ears like a skull vice. Marshall risked a glance, saw the man with the gun cross the street to a car idling at the far curb, lights off, exhaust misting at its fender. The guy jumped back in and the car took off hard, cutting right onto fourth through a red light. No chance of catching them, no chance of helping Vialu either. He lay on his back, bleeding from the chest, eyes open in the distant stare the dead have, looking all the way to heaven. Hello and a very warm welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Ben Sanders lives in Auckland, New Zealand, and his first three works of fiction, The Fallen, By Any Means, and Only the Dead, were all New Zealand fiction bestsellers. American Blood, Ben Sanders' highly anticipated American debut featuring ex-undercover cop Marshall Grade was followed by Marshall's Law. And today I'm talking to Ben about the third book in the Marshall Grade series, Exit 45. Ben, welcome to the Good Reading Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Ben, how does an Auckland-born and bred author find himself writing hard-boiled crime fiction set in New York City?
1: Yeah, it was funny, actually. I, I started out my writing career writing novels, you know, here in in New Zealand. Um, But it was recommended to me by my publisher that if I wanted to broaden my audience, maybe it'd be a good idea to set a book overseas. And, um, you know, since 2015, I've been writing books set in the States, I I really enjoy it. And and readers seem to be enjoying them as well, which is, uh, which is even better.
0: Do you have some kind of personal connection or affinity with New York City itself?
1: No, no personal connection, I mean, other than the fact that I've always just been fascinated by it as a setting. Um, I mean, I've, I've travelled there quite a bit, I've, I've visited a number of times, and, you know, it, it obviously has this real status w- within the genre as a, as a fantastic setting and um, readers of crime and mystery fiction all, you know, immediately have those, um, you know, criminal associations. So it, it always struck me as, as something that, offered rich opportunity for storytelling and I always love, you know, writing about it and, and visiting and, um, you know, particularly with this latest book um, and, you know, with the, the obvious restrictions associated with COVID, it was, it was nice to write this book and, and you know, and to a certain extent have a little tour of America and, and, and New York without leaving home, which was, which was terrific. And New York is a great place to set a crime fiction story,
0: but why not LA?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've written a number of books now set in the states, and um, I've moved around a little bit. But in um, LA as a city is is always really interested me as well. But I was rightly or wrongly conscious of the fact that LA has has been very well chronicled, possibly even you know to a greater extent than New York as a as a crime setting. So I'm sort of um, there's a little bit of trepidation. And, On my part about writing a novel that's set there entirely. So, um, New York, where I've spent a bit more time and, um, uh, you know, I'm just a bit more confident about writing something set there that's maybe seen as being a bit different and, um, you you know, still carrying on in a a, a really engaging criminal tradition.
0: You mentioned a moment ago that uh, your publisher encouraged you to write more broadly or outside the settings of New Zealand. Did you have to confront some kind of, I guess, a cultural cringe when it came to writing homegrown New Zealand crime fiction?
1: Um, possibly. I mean, I, I was never really um, conscious of it. Um, you know, I started writing because I, I love stories and, you know, it, it made sense to me initially to, um, you know, to write about what you know, as they say. And, You know, Auckland being where I lived was a place that I was really familiar with and, um, you know, I wasn't someone who'd had any first-hand experience of crime. So, it, um, you know, I, I certainly felt that I was seeing a, a different side of Auckland, certainly, in, you know, in my imagination when it, when it came to writing about it. I didn't feel the the cultural cringe factor and and, and didn't sort of get any feedback along those lines um, either. I, I think, um, you, know, you know, people often said that they actually really enjoyed reading something that was you know, set locally, and, and they could therefore picture really vividly. But, you know, that said, I, I really enjoy writing about America just because of the, you know, the novelty, I suppose. I'm, it's not somewhere where I live, and so because of that, it, it seems different and intriguing, and, uh, um, you know, I sit down to write and always have a lot of, of energy to, to put something down on paper just because of that, you know, the, the remoteness of it, I suppose.
0: Exit 45 fits into this fairly broad genre, I suppose, of American crime fiction we label hard boiled. Does that term have any meaning for you? And what makes a story or a character, for
1: that matter, hard boiled anyway? Oh, that's a great question. When readers um, encounter one of my books, they know that they're going to come up against, you know, the sorts of characters who, um, who don't necessarily follow the formal rules and are, are more beholden to their own code than anyone else, and and not afraid to um, you know use force where, where necessary. So, um, whatever the definition of, of hard boiled may be, I, I I think um you know the stories that I'm writing can um, to, can stake some sort of claim to be operating under that broad tent.
0: And we can't talk about American crime fiction uh, without using the term noir, either, especially L.A. noir. But you're writing about people and the city of New York. Is noir part of your New York creative thinking?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, most obviously in, in, in the visual sense, you know, noir, you know, meaning dark. I mean, a, a lot of the story is, you know, set during nighttime and, and, you know, my writing process is very visual. I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm Seeing a story in my head and, and describing it rather than writing something down in order to visualise it, and frankly, the the images that came to me for this story are the sort of classic rainy, grey sort of New York imagery, you know, either either um grey and gritty if it, if it wasn't you know full on uh, nighttime, you know, so in, in that visual sense, it, it certainly felt noirish as well in terms of the the, the genre aspects that you that We associate with noir. I, th- I think of, um, I've hit a few of those markers as well. I mean, a, a, a lot of it's um, you know influenced by who I like to read. I, I, I loved um, James Elroy He obviously casts a huge shadow um, in, in the genre. And, I've, and funnily enough, I'm just reading um, uh, Lawrence Block's um, Matthew Scudder series at the moment. You know, f- fantastic private investigator series set in New York, and um, you know, all of those. Um, types of books and 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 those sorts of authors that have um, all sort of come together and and really inspired the kind of story that i that I love to write. so um, i' I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm ever going to be able to um to separate myself from from those influences. They, they made such a huge impression on me as a reader and um, you know and, and really drive what I'd like to sit down and, and put on paper. Being an outsider to this tradition,
0: and that's a long-established tradition too, this American crime fiction. It must come with some challenges. Is being a New Zealander an advantage or a disadvantage in setting crime fiction in
1: the city of New York? Well, I suppose it's a little bit of both. I mean, I, 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 um, I like to see it um, as an advantage. I mean, clearly the, the fact that I'm not there day to day has its challenges. But um, I, the, the way I've always thought about it is that as an, as an outsider, I'm, you know, attuned to things that, Um, possibly someone who's there day-to-day isn't isn't necessarily noticing. You know, I I love to travel to the States. I've I've been to New York, you know, before COVID, I was in the habit of of going there every year. Um, And and just by virtue of a place being unfamiliar and new, everything becomes interesting. Details that, to someone who's living there all the time, you know, the, they might just become background information and, and mundane. But to the writer who knows that he, when he gets back from his trip, he needs to sit down and write a book. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm alert to everything. I see that as a definite advantage. Um, so, yeah, ho- hopefully it comes through in the fiction.
0: Exit 45 is the third in the Marshall Grade series following American Blood and Marshall's Law. Where did this character come from Marshall grade and where's he going for that
1: matter i wanted to write a character in that you know great tradition of um i, I suppose western heroes combined with you know the elements of um of the noir genre that, that we were talking about before you know very self-sufficient um and um whatever rules they beholden to a, a, a self-established um and and really it was that kind of storytelling philosophy that Marshall evolved out of. Um, you know, I, I, I always loved those characters, like, you know, James Bond and, you know, Reacher being, Jack Reacher being another obvious example and, um, you know, Matthew Scudder, who I, I mentioned just a moment ago. Um, and, you know, I, I, I loved that that style of storytelling um, and and wanted to have a character that, that sort of fulfilled those tropes to a great extent. Um it, the first novel featuring Marshall was um, set in New Mexico, um, and I sort of envisioned it as, as a series that would maybe just be set there. But, you know, having travelled, you know, more around you know, America and, and seeing the potential for, you know other settings like New York. I've actually for the last two books I've set him there. So, um, in terms of where he's going geographically, um, um, at this stage I don't know whether I'll take him back to the desert or I'll establish him, um, uh, you know, as as more of an urban figure, if you like. But the nice thing is he's um, he's got some options. Um, you know, he, he could go back to New Mexico, but um, he's he's also sort of building up, um, this nice, I think, fictional. Infrastructure of among the criminal element in, in New York that I can draw on for future books. So yeah, to, to be honest, at this stage, I'm, I'm not quite sure where he's heading.
0: He's certainly got plenty of um, dodgy characters, I guess. Yeah, and, that's right. got uh, yeah, I mean, situations
1: he's, to draw from. He's got opportunities, such as
0: they are. I look forward to seeing and hearing more about those. Your first Marshall Grade book, American Blood, has been optioned for film, and American crime fiction is often catapulted into the spotlight through. Adaptations for the screen. Do the form and the bands of a screenplay enter into your creative process?
1: I think, um, like most authors, I, I love the idea of you know my writing being adapted for screen. But really, for me, you know, books are the real passion, and, and you know the the book is the reason that I sit down to write. But I think just by nature of my creative process, that you know the fact that a story comes to me very visually makes it very suitable for film, I think. When you look at how my stories are told, you know, the plot and, and, and the story really hinges on dialogue and action, you know, which, which really is uh, how films are driven. You, you, you can't rely on interiority in, in, in the same way that you can with fiction. To that extent, I, I, I like to think that my books are well suited for, to a jump to the screen. So I, I keep my fingers crossed that um, at, at some stage I'll, um, they'll make the transition.
0: Final question to you: Is a bachelor of uh, civil engineering useful in writing crime fiction?
1: <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm not sure. I think um, I, I'm I'm yet to find um, any obvious utility for it. Maybe it's um, maybe it helps me in my creative process in, in ways that I'm not aware of. But um, you know, certainly when 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 people ask me, you know, what use is creative writing to engineering and, and vice versa, I, I I certainly think of them as being been pretty well divided, <laughs> but it's um it's been it's been the way my life is arranged for you know the last six years now. After week, I'm a structural engineer. On well, Monday Tuesday, I'm a structural engineer, and the, the rest of the week, I'm a, I'm a crime writer. And um, you know, I, I love that diversity, and I, I like that division, and it works well. And um, but um, as, as far as cross pollination goes, I'm, I'm I'm not quite sure whether um, anything's happening there. It really
0: sounds like a wonderful way to live, Ben. So I want to thank you for joining me on the Good Reading Podcast.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on.
0: I've been talking to Ben Sanders about his latest book in the Marshall Grade series, Exit 45. It's published by Alan and Unwin and is available at goodreadingmagazine.com.au. My name's Greg Dobbs, and thanks for listening. This Good Reading podcast was brought to you by Luxure Read. Why not spoil yourself or give the gift of a Luxure Read subscription today? Visit luxureread.com.au to find out how.